This is Andaki Chisme, two sisters, one podcast. We're coming together to archive the stories of undocumented people while decolonizing Chisme. I'm your host, Andaki Chingona, and I am your host, Andaki Therapist. And this is Andaki Chisme. Hello, hello, Andaki Chismoses. Welcome to episode one of what we hope will be many episodes. Today's episode will be short to serve as an introduction for you all. We will share with all of you our goals, uh, when you should expect a new episode, as well as how you can connect with us. Most importantly, uh, we hope that we use this space to uh, give you some chisme about our lives and, you know, let you get to know us. Uh, We're both super excited and we want to thank you all for following us throughout this journey and for being so patient with us. I know that we launched the idea... Almost a year ago. Yes. (laughs) And we're just starting, but thank you, thank you for all of you that have followed us, um, that continue to follow us, that continue to share so that more people um, are aware of what's coming. We are, I believe, close to 500 followers. So thank you for all of the support. We really appreciate it. And also a big shout out to uh, God and Me Designs for creating our logo and Felicia de la Isla for creating our jingle that you got to hear at the beginning of this episode. And with that, Myra. Yeah, I really, I'm so surprised. I mean, we decided to create this uh, years ago, but last year in August, we were like, okay, it's time. It was October. We can get this together. October 27th. So it's been a year since we decided to make it official. And for one reason or another, it just didn't happen. But you know what? We are doing our best. Uh, to be a little more organized and as you all know just having an undocumented status brings a lot of uncertainty in our lives Uh, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so that's how last year has been Um, we make plans but a lot of the times they fall through because we're just working on trying to survive and I think we also experienced a lot of changes, not only because, I mean, we were already in COVID when we mm-hmm. said, you know, we're launching this episode, but um, our careers kind of took oh, us on different yeah. paths. So we can share a little bit more about that. And it, it was just an interesting year, but we're here, we're doing this, we're getting shit done. And um, yeah, I, so, yeah. so how about we start with that? How about we start with who we are? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I know that introductions are so very awkward because we really, there's so much about ourselves. Um, We typically end up doing, end up saying not really who we are, but what we do, um, which is completely okay. How about you tell us a little bit about either who you are or what you do? I'm your sister. Well, right. I feel yes. like a, a lot of people sometimes don't believe us when we share that we're sisters. Um, <laughs> they do tend to ask, like, "Are you adopted?" Or so, you, know. you know, lately because I have been a little more involved, or at least my face has been more mm-hmm. out there. Um, before, uh, my advocacy efforts were very, very much behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and right now that my face is more out there, and your face has been out there since twenty. 10, I want to say. Yes, you were very young. Probably 
I mean, in high school, when you were in high school, they uh, you got a ticket because you were protesting, <laughs> um, right? It was middle school. <laughs> middle school, yes. You were in high school. I was in middle school. It was Correct. that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get a ticket. Um, it was during the, you know, the first, one of the first known um, walkouts um, right. for, you know, all like they did. I don't exactly recall called the name of it but it was where a lot of uh, Latinx folks you know just decided to have a day without immigrants and right. my high school was I mean, my middle school was closed uh, so I got to participate with you know you and my brothers um, that day I know that you know Univision showcased that and we were like in the front and my mom called us like what, what, <laughs> what are, are you guys doing, doing? <laughs> right um but the following day, my friends and I organized for our middle school to do a walkout. We were like, right. if we weren't there present, we're going to do it when we are present. Uh, so we did it, but then we all got, you know, in trouble it. for it. <laughs> they took school buses and, and I got a ticket. I had to do like 400 hours of community service. I ended up nice. at a church washing dishes. <laughs> that was no fun. But yeah, like I think that um, I've been very involved. But like you said, you've been like very behind the scenes and for me I don't know I'm very I'm very outspoken not saying that you're not because you are also yeah I mean I I do I do and this is this thing that I always tell people that our advocacy efforts look different Mm -hmm. and uh, for all of us depending on you know their financials our financial situations the time that we have uh do we have children do we have uh you know, someone that can take care of our children. Um, do we have two, three, four different jobs in order to survive? Um, so for me, um, it's it's valuable if you are out there um, protesting. Um, it's as valuable as is, as if you are um, making um, sharing posts or um, signing um, petitions. Or calling representatives, you know, all of that is important and all of that is very valuable. Exactly. But as you can see, um, we start with an idea and as we're having conversations, we don't have, we're not going to have a structure in, no. okay, answer this question the way it needs to be answered and then let's hop on the next question. Uh, we're hoping that our conversations are like this. They're so going to be flow. very, <laughs> yes, they're just going to flow. And I hope that you can join us in going with the flow. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, a little bit about yourself, my sister. Um, yeah. I know that some people, now that I'm out there, people have been asking, like, hey, is Maria the one that used to work at CCSB, your sister? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, we've never um, hit, we don't, we don't, we've never hit in the fact that we're sisters. Um, but we also don't introduce ourselves as, hey, my name is Mayra and my sister is Maria from CSCSB, you know? <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. No, but I, I like to share that because um, when I think it's important and too, like I said, a lot of people don't believe us when I say that we're sisters um, because we, I guess, to people we look different. But that's completely normal because everybody has different personalities, right? Um but anyway, so yeah, I started, I guess, my activist work since I was in middle school, uh, going into high school. And I do give, you know, my sister a lot of credit for that because mm. she, 
she's the one that taught me about what it meant to be undocumented. Um, I feel like I experienced a lot of my educational journey because of you, like, um, you know, like going from that experience of like you seeing you apply to colleges and things like that. It was like, oh, shit, that's going to be me. Right. And our parents never hid the fact that we were undocumented. So for me, it was just like, oh, we're like back then we didn't have like a term. Right. So it was like, oh, yo no soy de aquí. Like I'm not from here. Like soy ilegal. Right. Even though that term is so dehumanizing and we can get into that later. But that's what we knew. Right. We didn't have these terms. Um, but later on in time, like even when people would talk to me about college, I was like, like, I can't go to college. Like I'm undocumented, you know, there's no opportunities for me. So why even bother? And when I started getting more involved, that's when I started learning more about resources. So I went to, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to college and not have to go through your journey. Uh, so thank you. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but I I didn't have to go through that. I went to college. I graduated. I worked at, you know, you mentioned Cal State San Bernardino. I was there for five years. I resigned from that position. And again, we can go into the team. We are going to have a whole episode about that because the whole thing was a mess. The whole, uh, there's just so many things. Yes, like the whole um, systems of higher education yes those those systems of power that are set in place to keep us down um that are just um they continue to be perpetrated mm-hmm. by even people that are always saying that they're for us that they're always going to be have our backs that we're advocating for that they're advocating for us but in reality they're just making money off of us they're just profiting in many but different ways. They're non-profits, right? They are right. non-profits. But, but yet, they're, the they're somehow making money out of our experiences. Exactly. But like you said, we can have a whole episode on that. And I think it would be really important um, to really discuss that, right? Of me leaving that. Right now, I have two jobs. Um, I mean, what can, what can I say? I guess they're, they're not part of what I... One of them is part of what I want to do, but the other one is not part of what I want to do with my life. Um, but here we are trying to make money, trying to pay rent and, you know, pay the necessities. And yeah, I think I think that's who I am. I don't know what else to share about <laughs> myself. Uh, but for now, I think that's just a bit of, of who I am. Yes, yeah, so as we're having these conversations, we can ask each other questions as well. And if you have any questions about ourselves, about us, uh, about what we're going to be doing, um, you can always uh, send us a question via Instagram. Instagram. Um, <laughs> yes. DM us, send us all those questions, whatever you want to, if you want to know more about anything that I said, uh, please do send those questions and we'll be more than happy to um, answer them. But then what about you, sister? Um, I was going to ask you, chill out. Like, ask me, She's over here like pointing like, yeah. like me. Get She's it. like, hey, how about me? When do I get to talk about me? Go ahead. Um, shit. Now, what do I share? Um, my name is Mayra. Um, I, I'm undocumented. I have been undocumented since the age of 14. Uh, we come from Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, I've, I struggle with perfectionism, uh, with anxiety, 
with imposter syndrome. Um, and uh, perfectionism is something that I've struggled with since, since I was little. My siblings used to call me Miss Perfe Señorita Perfecta, you know, Miss Perfect. Uh, always wanting to do everything perfect because that's, that's how I've always been. Uh, but in the past two years, um, three years now, uh, that I got accepted into the master's program in clinical counseling psychology. That's when it just, you know, these things really highlighted uh, when I realized that I've always known that I don't belong in a lot of different spaces. But when I was put in that space, I was like, holy shit, how did I get here? Like, did the, you know, the people that made the decision of having me as a part of the program, like, did they feel sorry for me? Um, were they just wanting to check off a box? Uh, did they want to have, like, the undocumented person, like, oh, look at that. I've never had an undocumented person as a part of the program. Um, I remember one of the questions was, what, you know, the, 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 the question that we always hate, which is, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, Shall Hell, I, I don't know where I'm going to see myself tomorrow. Like, am I going to still be here in the U.S. tomorrow? I don't know. Am I going to get deported <laughs> in the next hour? Like, I, don't I don't know. And the thing is, people are like, oh, you live in California. That's not going to happen. Shit happens. In California. Wait, yes. I, I remember in 2006... 2006, when they were doing a lot of raids right around in the Cardenas, right oh, around yeah. our houses in Ontario, California. And that, like that, things happened at work. I worked my whole life in a warehouse. Um, since I was 12 in Mexico, I used to um, work during the summers at factories. Um, and then here in the U.S., that's, that was my first job as soon as I turned um Actually, 16, I worked at a, at a swap meet. Um, but after that, I, I've been working in warehousing, and that's what I, we've been doing. We really don't know what's going to happen. But anyway, going back to, to that experience, um, it's been really highlighted. So last year when I graduated, I knew that I couldn't work as a therapist because I don't have DACA. But I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, it really hit me. What am I going to do? So I started, I created Undocumented Health um, to be able to survive, <laughs> to be able to put to work my knowledge mm -hmm. and to also to advocate for myself and to advocate for others. So that's where Undocumented Health came about. And the last year has been just so many changes, um, you know, trying to have gigs um having the possibility like, can i do gigs for free yes um can i do gigs for free where that organization is getting is profiting off of my knowledge my workshop or my lived experience hell no no, no. <laughs> hell the answer no. is no but i've been struggling with a lot of those because i've had trouble saying no you know especially when it comes to things that that are going to help my community yeah. So, yeah, if it's something, if your organization doesn't have a budget to work with the undocumented community and you need me to provide some type of workshop, maybe some wellness activities, um, anything that has to do with mental health or me sharing my lived experience as an undocumented non-DACA individual, um, I am more than happy to do that. Um, now, if you have the budget, please... Um, 
compensate our efforts because they're very valuable. But anyway, going back to how did this idea come about? Why is it on DocuChisco? Before we go into that, I do want to ask you, what? where can people find you, girl? How can people oh, hire yeah, you? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so if you go to the ad on DocuChisco on Instagram, uh, I'm going to be tagged in there. Uh, but you can always have, find me at on Instagram at undocu.mentalhealth. I know somebody has undocumental health without the dot, and I tried reaching out to them to see if they could give it to me because they're not active. But if you're out there and you're listening to this, yes, please, please, please. share that handle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be using it, um, by all means, uh, keep it. But yeah, also you can visit my website, um, um or my Gmail on documentalhealth at gmail.com. And there you go. That's how you can hire Myra to come to your schools. A lot of times our our schools or student organizations don't know that there's funding. And I think that would be another important conversation for us to have, really how, mm-hmm. you know, this um, student orgs can go about getting funding to bring speakers onto campus, not just Myra, yeah. right? I mean, that would be amazing. But if you have someone else in mind, like yes. I know amazing people like Yosimar, right? Um, like, bringing him onto campus and making sure that people are compensated. I can throw so many other names, but he's the one that comes to my mind right now. (laughs) Yes, and don't forget to look up, you know, names of folks. There is Mm -hmm. plenty of undocumented folks, undocu-black folks, undocu-API folks, um, you know, in the community that have so much to offer. So just do do your research because there's a lot of us wanting to share that knowledge but yes all right now we can go to your other question (laughs) can you repeat it for me (laughs) how did we come about undocu chisme why 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 undocu chisme i i think for me and i think the response is different for both of us right but i think for me i um so I went into communication studies. I think that's one thing I didn't share. I studied communication studies. My main goal was to go into like media, news, or radio, right? Uh, mainly radio. I wanted to do radio and just go in there and talk about immigration issues. And that was always like a dream of mine. But as I was learning more about the media outlets and stuff, and I was like, I don't want to work for someone like that. Um, and one, I don't have the looks, right, of of what Univision typically hires. Um, or, you know, and I was like, and I'm not willing to go through the <laughs> workouts. I'm not willing to go through the surgeries. Like, uh-uh, like whatever. Uh, let me move on with a different career <laughs> because I, that ain't going to work out. Um, I'm just going to say I'm just tagging along. I know that this has been your dream since you were pursuing higher education. Um, and I'm just hanging along because um, I'm your sister and I'm really passionate about working with the undocumented community. Um, I've always, again, mentioning that feeling anxious about doing a lot of things. I do not like public speaking. Um, just putting my voice out there, it's it's very it's hard. much anxiety provoking <laughs> and not just the voice. Um, 
one experience that really impacted me um, during that orientation day in grad school is that I couldn't speak. I, I they asked me about. I see all these people talking about you know their their um, like all the, their accomplishments. Um, they're they're talking about their honors program, the research that they had done in the past, and how many years they've been working in the field. And I'm just here with 15, 18 years of experience working in warehouses. Um, I really don't know. I didn't know what to add, so I couldn't speak, and I was so uh, I don't know. There was just so many emotions that I don't remember what came out of me. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that there was some. Um, some issues with my speaking uh, when we got out of the of that room uh, somebody approached me and asked me well they didn't ask me they said oh you know what um, if you need the books translated in Spanish please let me know just don't tell anybody because um, I'm not allowed to do that but I want to help and I want to make things easier for you and oh my God do you remember how I, I showed up to your room <laughs> I, I remember telling this person um, thank you for the offer. I do speak English. I I believe that I earned my place here. Um, I was just feeling a little overwhelmed, but thank you so much. But since that day, I I was so conscious about my accent, and I was always thinking, "Wow, my clients are not gonna understand me. I need to see clients in a couple of weeks uh, from the start of the program." And what if they don't understand my questions? What if they, they don't understand how I'm communicating to them? So even though y'all are listening to me, I am hoping that you're understanding what I'm saying. Uh, but, in my mind, <laughs> yes, but in my mind, my voice, my words, my sentences uh, were, were very distorted. And they, it didn't feel like I was making sense. Um, but yeah, do you remember how I shut up there? Yeah, I, you came to the center, <laughs> and you were really upset, and you were I, you were crying, right? I was bawling. You were bawling, yes. yeah. And we were trying to figure out what yes. was happening, and then you couldn't really tell us, and until someone was able to get it out of your system. Yes. And we all got upset <laughs> with you. We were all like, "Oh hell, yeah, like, oh, hell no, let's go fight this person." No, like you deserve. <laughs> To be there, you've earned your place there. You yeah. don't have to give anybody an explanation. Why the hell are people telling you those things? Like, <laughs> if that's what the program is gonna look like, oh hell no! Just come over here and we'll fight that person. <laughs> you know, with other words. But yeah, I yeah, shout out to my undocu fam at CSUSB that always had my bag, um, always fed me. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> Of finding ways to to support me, I I love you all, and even saying I love you has been really hard. I we don't say that very no, much. I don't say that. Um, I don't I'm think sorry. we've heard those words from our parents. Um, yeah, That's I don't think you say that. Topic. I don't say that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like I have friends that, that are like, "Oh, Maria, I love you," and I'm just like, "Cool, <laughs> thank you, thanks." Yes, right? one time this. <laughs> Um, guy friend um, oh, I really CJ if you're listening to this I love you dude I'm sorry I've, I haven't said it before but I remember one time he said I love you and I'm like I'll tell your girlfriend <laughs> 
and uh, you know i i just couldn't say i love you back just simply because it's just so hard to say it even to your friends um i don't think today's day we've heard and i love you from either or of our parents at no. least i haven't heard I, it have you no i only yes. hear when they say it to my brother Oh, in, yeah. in, in Mexico, every, every like call. every every after every call, but I think it's because he says it he first, says it first. Yeah. that they say. You so know, I think like, we should oh, start si saying it someday. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard, it's but so something hard that we're me. working on. <laughs> I know that. Um, you know, my friend Jose. If Jose, I know you're listening. You better listen. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he's one of the first person that got those words out of me. And Lorena too, like you know, shout out to Lorena because she's she's okay with saying like I like I love you, friend. And uh, mm. for me, it was like okay, I feel like I have to say it back, right? But I I freak out when like people have certain emotions in front of me, like when people are crying. I'm you know with like you know that oh, meme of the stick, like they're there, it's fine, <laughs> right? I don't do well with emotions, not because um. I feel like for us, it was always like, oh, you're crying. Like, that's a sign of weakness. Like, no se chillona. Right? And now it's kind of like owning to that and saying like, yeah, soy chillona, chingona, cabrona. (laughs) And all the C's that (laughs) that come across, you know, like, (laughs) I got them all. Um, But like... So for me, when even when I would cry and people would come and hug me, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't hug okay, me, like I'm me. crying by myself. Yeah, and right. I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm, I'm angry. angry. <laughs> it's always bad. I'm always crying because I'm angry. But yeah, like I, I think that's that's really hard. But but I'm, I'm sorry, I I we deviated from the question again. But what is what does cheesement mean for you or? When in the introduction, when we're talking about decolonizing cheese, what does that mean for you? I I think I I didn't really think about you know the idea of decolonizing cheese until you brought it up. Yeah. Um, when I said like, oh, undocky cheese, right? We can have mm-hmm. like cheese hour, and it wasn't until you brought it up of how like people see cheese as this negative thing, mm-hmm. when in reality it's a way for us to share information with each other. Um, there's a lot of research done and. Um, the more I like yes. look into articles yes. and I dig in, I'm like, oh shoot! Like, uh, let me go back to higher ed and change my my subject right into going into how our communities have used chismet to to really inform each other about what's happening in in the world. Um, yes, exactly yeah. that. I yes. So I know that everybody has a different meaning of cheese mm-hmm. and of course a lot of the times when we're talking about cheese it's like girl what's the tea like mm-hmm. tell me what's you know Let what's happening <laughs> yes and and of course that's to me it's good in my eyes mm-hmm. it's good to in to have to be in community with others and to share those things that you don't typically share with the public because you're bound to be judged by, by certain decisions that you make mm-hmm. so for me yes cheese is about it's something that we've always done. Um, it's not new. Um, and the, you know, in the way of decolonizing it, it's also not new for us. Um, it's something that a lot of people have been doing. And it's about, like you mentioned, informing each other. Yes. It's about certain things that are not talked about within families, uh, within, you know, communities. 
And it's like there's things that we need to know. And people that have been, you know, um, chismeando with others, like, you know, providing that information with each other, that's how we've been growing. That's how we've been getting out of those dark holes that we've put in by those uh, systems of oppression. So for me, it's getting getting out of that dark hole, however it is that we can, uh, with the help of others that maybe have been there and got out. So for example, if somebody is undocumented, me, I'm undocumented, I have my business, I'm generating money by sharing my story. If somebody else wants to know, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, sorry that I can't. You know, I can't disclose that information. Hell no, girl. Let's come. Let's come and sit down and let me tell me. Let me tell you my achievement. Let me tell you about how I, yeah. I was able to do that. Um, so for me, it's about that. It's about providing and sharing that information with each other mm-hmm. to be able to continue to not just survive. Because shit, we've been I in that survival mode for so long. Yep. Yeah, we need to. We deserve to not be in survival mode i i think yes to yeah. that like a hundred percent you're taking me back to like the first like you know like chief me related to us being undocumented was when you were applying to colleges and then my dad one time just comes to you and was like oh my friend's daughter went to college and we don't know like i don't know how she did it but like you know you need to ask and it was like okay dad but like we need more than just that right we need more than just like my friend's daughter went to college too it's like how did your friend's daughter do it right but then that fear of connecting us um yes was real dad didn't want to expose us he he didn't want to disclose information that didn't belong to him yeah um so I think that's so the difference between my mom and my dad like when I tell people I always knew that I was undocumented it wasn't because of my dad it was because of my mom yes. like she would go around chismeando with the señoras right yes they my were mom, in the colonia yeah. so we're gonna you know we already applied to get uh papers three times we spent all of our savings we have no money and we have nothing we have nothing we gotta get out of here you know things are getting dangerous um it's not feasible for us to you know to be here so it was about like this is what's gonna happen this is what we're gonna do we're gonna cross the border um we we don't have any details but this is what we gotta do and she's been very open about this and i mean no no shame or shade uh, about my dad's decision. Yeah. I think, you know, he, the fear is very. And he has been there. here for a longer period of time. So I think that's yes. understandable because he has faced a lot more um, challenges with, yes. you know, having that visibility of being undocumented or really sharing that he's undocumented. Um, so yeah, no, no shade to my dad, but like with my mom, I'm um, very grateful, and we hope to yes. interview her in one of the episodes. So, yeah, actually, yeah. this is this is one of the questions that I'm guessing our listeners want to know, and is what should we, what should they be expecting from us? Oh goodness, <laughs> one, <laughs> you know, disclaimer: we are not 
professional podcasters. <laughs> so please bear with us. Um, I think uh, one of the things that you should expect is, uh, you know, we like we said in the introduction, we're trying to archive the stories of undocumented people. Mm -hmm. So we do hope to do that by interviewing different yes. folks, um, including our tias, our tios, our abuelitas, your abuelitas, your, you know, yes, all of your family members. Yes. yes. Um, our mom, like I said, we do hope to interview our mom. Um, we are hoping to launch an episode twice a month, so we're hoping maybe the um, every um, other Friday, every hopefully. other Friday, <laughs> the yes. second and the last Friday of every month. Um, that's what we're shooting for. But you I know, think life let's happens. say that we're manifesting this. We are manifesting, uh, we're manifesting it. this. Um, if we're putting <laughs> it out there, at least we know what you know that we. We'll have a couple of folks expecting, at least our close friends expecting <laughs> to get interviewed, you know, to, get, to get this, yeah, or to hear about other people's yes. experiences. Um, now, will be, will be, would, would folks be expecting us to interview on that few famous folks? Yes and no. Right. Right. Yes. Um, because I, I love the, the people that have made it and, yes. you know, shout out to the hustlers yes. out there. And I do yes. hope that they provide us the space. Uh, we don't have funding y'all. So please be kind. <laughs> I, I do admire so many people in the community and oh my goodness, I cannot wait to hear their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Again and again and again, because I feel like every time we share a story, something new comes up. Yep. Um, like right now, we're talking about things that happened when we were in middle school. That's something yes. that I have not thought about in a long while. Um, but I think you should also, well, you should be expecting um, to have you being interviewed, to have you, whoever is listening, um, if you want to share your story, please let us know. We are happy to uplift your voice and uplift those voices in our community that have not shared those stories, but want others to know about their struggles, about their joys, um, about their experiences. So we're probably going to have um, some interviews or some episodes in Spanish because we do want to have those older folks that have been muted, I want to say, yeah, by I the muted, the right muted by, by different systems. Um, so we want to bring them here and talk about their stories. Like I said, your tias, your, your hermanes, your papas, you know, whoever you know those older folks and also like the the younger folks you know that gen z that i truly admire um yeah we want to have them all being a part of this sharing their stories um you can join us as an anonymous uh person um or you can share about yourself and you can share what you do and if you have a business you know, we're, of course, going to be putting it out there so that other folks can, um, what's it called? Um, 
support you. Yes. I'm yeah, sometimes I'm a shopaholic, so my <laughs> mind is going to lie. We're going to shop from your business. Yes. So if you yes. have a business, uh, let us know who you are. We'll love to give you a shout out and we would love to buy from you. Um, again, shopaholic here. Yes. So. And shopaholic <laughs> in different ways, but also sometimes if we have uh, $20 extra in this week, we're looking at those businesses yeah. uh, created by Andaki folks. If there are parties, we usually, Juanita, shout out to you. Your yes. cakes are delicious. Um, and Jay, yeah, you can follow her at J at no J S Bakes and Makes. Yes. Um, if I messed up the name, I will you know link it we'll in the description. Yes. So <laughs> just know that. But yes, her cakes. Oh my god, her chamoy strawberries. Oh, oh yes. love oh, them. Love them so much. But there's so many yes. other businesses, and I um like we said, we would love to to highlight you all. So mm -hmm. do let us know. I think another thing that people should expect from this episodes um is different segments, right? Uh, one of the ones we would like to introduce is our white table talk <laughs> uh, we're saying white table because we are sitting in the white table as we are recording this um we're hoping to also put a video for those of you that you know are visual listeners mm -hmm. uh so you can see our faces and kind of <laughs> see us and we through, can see, you can recording. see our awkwardness and <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like where do i look do i look at the camera do i look <laughs> at you do i, do I look at my notes <laughs> do i look um, at my plans <laughs> how do i speak because you know my mind works in english but not really because there are some words that i don't know in english so i want to say them in spanish and i think we We've always spoken in Spanglish or yeah. completely in Spanish when we were with our parents. Um, but when we came into the professional world, that's when when we were like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can have a conversation <laughs> fully in English. So if you do not speak Spanish and you're listening, um, also bear with us. We're going to try our best to, if we say words in, in Spanish, Spanish, to have the other person translate them if we are able to catch them because sometimes we just we're just don't. talking and we don't catch them. <laughs> but yes. Um, now, I do have one. Are we expected to cry? I know you're not a crier, <laughs> but I am. Um, so I am a crier, <laughs> but I've been told to like hold back my tears, even in the professional world. Yes. Like that's something I will never forget. Someone tell me like, can you try not to cry? Like, can you tell your story? But can you try not to oh, cry? Hell no. I, like, I need to know where. And I need to know who. Oh, we ain't saying who, <laughs> but where at CSUSB, right? Oh, um, yes. Like that was so yeah, like hard yeah. for me because I was like, what do you mean tell my story without not crying? Like, I'm over here telling you how my brother getting deported affected me, how my sister self-deporting affecting me, and you don't want me to cry? Like, that's fucking, that's my trauma. Like, respect mm -hmm. it, right? But anyway. Um, I am that sister, by the way. <laughs> I did self-deport. Um, if you want to know more about it, uh, feel free to ask. And, of course, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, in the one episode where we're going to talk about, um, you know, the, the reality that a lot of us face either being deported and family members mm -hmm. being deported or ourselves um, 
so, doing that. So I think that answers the question of do we expect, you know, people to or ourselves to cry. I think that's just going to come naturally. Yes. We all are entitled to our emotions and we respect them. Uh, we will try to, you know, um, edit a little bit the, the recording if we do know that something will come up. Um, to kind of warn our listeners, right? Yes, like all yes, those uh, survivor stories or yes. different things like that, just so you are aware. And if you want to skip that episode, we completely understand. Yes. And also, if you're listening and whatever it is that you say that we share with you brings out some of your emotions and you want to cry, please feel well, like, feel free to do that. As Maria said, our emotions, whatever it is that we're feeling, are very valid. It's okay to cry. It's okay to laugh. Uh, it's okay to think that, like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, that's okay too. Um, as she mentioned, we're not professionals. And we just really want to do this, even though it's, Maria, it's been Maria's dream. And this is something that I really wanted to do for a very long time. Um it's we're doing it mostly for the people out there you know for those that may not live in california for those that maybe do live in california but feel lonely especially because of the pandemic you know those that have not been able to share their stories or share their status um, that is completely okay too you don't have to scream at the top of your lung you don't have to share your you don't have to disclose information that you don't feel comfortable with sharing. Um, but this is mostly for you, for you to know that you're not alone. Uh, for your parents, uh, your you know those older folks that might be speaking Spanish that want to hear those stories that they can relate to, that they can um, connect with. Then yeah, if this is this is for you, and really from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we truly want to do this for you. Oh, great. <laughs> but we do invite folks, um, you know, with our White Table Talks segment to please send in um, stories, your chief mail of the day, letting us know if you want us to keep you anonymous. We'll be more than happy to do that. We will be linking a Google form in, where you can put, um, you know, the, you the chief with mail, the chief with mail of the your day. You can yes. also DM us if that's easier for you. We welcome that as well. Uh, we just want to have the opportunity to comment on some of the achievements yes. um, that y'all have to share with us, right? I, I think it's fun to always hear achievement from other people, and my friends know that because they'll always text me like, "I got achievement for you." It's like, <laughs> girl, give me five minutes, <laughs> five minutes, you know, for my meeting to end, and and then we call each other right away, and it's like, okay, what's the tea? <laughs> yes, yes. So to wrap it up, you're gonna, we're gonna have, um. Three main sections. Uh, one of them is to answer any questions that you may have mm -hmm. about ourselves or about what's you know what you would like to to hear or see more of. Um, the other one would be the interview of you know folks in our communities, and the last one would be the white table talk, which is gonna be reading your chisme and providing feedback about that. Yes. With that being said. Um, I know we've been here for a while and we promised that it was going to be a short session. Um, we are hoping that the next ones are about the same. Uh, we don't want to have you here for 
too long. <laughs> yeah, too long. We don't want to get boring. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your patience. And we're looking forward to grow with you. Exactly. And we leave you off with our quote of the day. And that is, when private talk goes public, the results can be history making. And that's by Frilly. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope to hear, uh, you know, to be part of your homes or your wherever you are, your office, um, your car, wherever you want to take us. Um, thank you so much for listening. And this is Undocu Chisme.